What up, nerds? Welcome to the sixth ever episode of Bearded and Badass. That's right, I'm back again to make weird noises in your ear. And as always, I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Mr. Lister Blister. How you doing, Dave? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm the one that makes the sensible noises, obviously. Yes, the se- quote-unquote sensible noises, quote as far as he's concerned. Noises. Uh, we are actually joined by a wonderful guest today. I know, I promised you a guest once a month, and we have one, finally. Uh, a Mr. Greg Cummins from the wonderful Forever Skies game, uh, Community Manager. How you doing, buddy? You good? Hey, man. Yeah, I'm really good. How are you guys doing? Yeah, fantastic, mate. Absolutely Thank fantastic. you for having me. No, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for uh, answering emails rather than uh, everybody else who just leaves me on red. It's all right. I'll see how it is. I'll remember who the, I'll remember yeah. who the people are. I'm, I'm, it's all right. I'm, clearly, uh, I'm clearly a pioneer in this... Uh... In this, um, yeah, above and beyond. In, in, in this phase, then, who knows? I might sort of be the uh, one who uh, blazes the trail and yes. everyone else will follow through. Everyone will see you on now and be like, right, we've got to be on there. Got to be on there. <laughs> uh, so I've managed to tear uh, both I, of these. Oh, I've started, my, I've started by making myself sound really big headed. I am really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. We like a bit of confidence around here. We like yeah, a bit right. of confidence. Twisty's on the podcast, so I'm used to it. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, so I managed to tear both of these away from looking at their download bars for the brand new Elden Ring because it is Elden Ring launch day um, already in some people's hands across the world. I'm going to be staying up well past my bedtime to be playing the ever-living fuck out of it. What about you two? Are you used to calling in sick tomorrow? Hi, boss, if you're listening. Um, no, <laughs> I, um, I'll i probably be staying up until midnight like yourself, but I've got a lot of friends who... Uh... Uh, why not? I've got some friends who were in uh, Australia, so they've already been posting pictures over on the yeah. Twitter, which is uh, well, they were friends anyway, uh, not anymore. <laughs> um, but no, I'll be uh, yeah, man. I'll, that's that's my weekend and next week plan all sorted. Yeah, disappear no, from made, the world. Uh, alongside everything else. <laughs> and I made the stupid mistake of being the responsible one that has to open the shop tomorrow. So, uh... oh, mate, <laughs> this is why you need to make content creation your job, and that's why you don't have to. Go and open I've been shops. there. Oh. Before I did this, I worked in retail. I was a retail manager, so I know exactly how you feel, my friend. Yep, same. It's uh, it's weird how um, how many people I know who who work in games or, or game related or power, game related fields started off in retail, specifically like game retail as well. Um, mm. Like, I, I yeah, mean, not I me. I worked in a DIY. You worked in DIY. <laughs> that is a bit of a step. Well, yeah. I work I'm, I'm, at an escape room, so still kind of game related. Nice. And yeah. I used to work in uh, Game Station, which was game st- wow. That takes me back. I know. Everybody says that. Everyone's like, "Man, I remember Game Station. It was sick." Yeah, uh, it was for, the for good one. All of the people outside one, yeah. the UK, exactly. <laughs> Home prices. Fuck you, game. Electronic boutique. <laughs> I can't say that. I know I have friends who work in game. We love game no, here. Game are great. We do. I'm joking. <laughs> Except mm. they keep. It's all full of like Lego and Nerf guns now. It's really weird. Yeah, it's, it's very weird. hard to find games in there now. Yeah, you go in. It's like only like thirty percent of the store has games. It yeah. feels like sometimes the rest is now just like yeah. They're really tr- they're, they're trying to increase the ATV, aren't they? They're really trying to increase all the uh, extras to go along yes. with it. It's not just games now. I mean, Trying to sell the, the shit to uh, the kids. One of the ones near me, half of it's basically like a PC bang. Like from Korea, it's got like a full on like gaming PC setup. It has like a really? couple of dozen PCs you can oh, go yeah. in and play games. Yeah, yeah, they're, like, they're, it's called, they're like, called Beyond um, or something. Yeah, Beyond Game Arenas. They're yeah, called yeah, now, yeah. Which I oh, think okay. is kind of sick. I quite like that idea because hmm. we used game to go to our be... arena. Game will uh, never be the same for me now that uh, Steve at Telford no longer works for the company. Do you have, <laughs> guys ever follow that Twitter account? Yes, yes, I do. I, I didn't. 
That was. Oh, crazy. did you know? Did you know? Oh man, you missed out on Game Telford Twitter. That was oh. a. That was an experience. That was an experience and a half. But he uh, he actually has a job as a community manager now. So he's. Uh... <laughs> oh, nice. So there you go. Here's another right. one. Yeah. Oh, wow. And yeah, everybody just, just I mean, that's basically what the podcast is going to be talking about today. Uh, we're going to be talking about two main things. Uh, first of all, Forever Skies, the wonderful game, as I say, that uh, Greg and the rest of the team are working on. And then we're also going to be talking about how Greg actually managed to, to, to grab his new career in video games as a community manager. I've got a load of burning questions that I want to ask him, as has Lister. So we're going to um, basically pick his brains for the entire podcast. And I'm certain he's very excited for that. Um, Definitely. I'd like to get more coffee. <laughs> you have to get like just a vat of it. Just one of those <laughs> big like water towers, like cooling towers. Not cooling towers. Water coolers they have just with coffee in it. That's good. Sounds like a plan. So just a quick message though before we begin the podcast, uh, not to try and start things on a bit of a dour note, but um, from me and Lister at the Bearded and Badass podcast, we did want to give a quick message uh, about some events going on in the world right now, uh, which are sadly a little bit, um, not really stuff you would expect to ever have to talk about or discuss or anything. We're not going to touch on it for too long. I just wanted to say that both uh, me and Lister do uh, give, uh, well, condolences and, and we hope everyone is okay with the current, current uh, uh, world climate regarding uh ukraine etc please uh stay safe um our hearts go out to you and uh we hope that this is resolved quickly and that everyone is okay and it feels very weird to 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 sort of say stuff like this because it's always like something from a movie and then you realize it's actually real life and stuff but hopefully um things can move quickly and, and everyone can be safe and and we hope that you all manage to stay okay while stuff happens out there so yeah just a quick Great. note on that one um anyway Let's get on with the show today. So, Forever Skies, tell us about it. Give us, give us oh, the well, synopsis. Tell us all about it. What, you want the elevator pitch or, or uh, how long have you got? <laughs> no, um, so uh, Forever Skies, it's a first-person survival action game coming to early access later on in 2022. I can't give you any specific uh, release date as of yet. Oh, damn. Um, otherwise, <laughs> I'm sure it's after that exclusive there, Twisty. Um, we're trying, we're but trying. yeah, <laughs> uh, it's been developed by uh, my studio. Uh, we're called Far From Home. Uh, we are a Polish independent studio based in Wrocław in Poland. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, we've been working our way on it for two years. It's the studio's first game. Uh, however, our devs have worked across many different studios, such as Techland, uh, you know, Bloober Team, Larian Studios, Farm Fifty One, uh, and many, many others. Some big names um, there. So some big names there. Yeah, exactly. So uh, there's a lot. Of, I work with a, a really awesome, experienced team, and yeah, Forever Skies um, is a really exciting uh, project. It's my first game that I've got to work on in the industry, so it's special for me already. That actually. is. Um, that's pretty huge. As your first project, going to working alongside people from from such big names in the industry it's caliber that's, studios yeah, yeah it's exciting it's, it's really exciting it's a real honor it's a real honor and yeah i mean the game's really coming along nicely we we revealed the game in on the 11th of january so yeah not all that long ago um and the support that uh we've received across you know across the interwebs across all the different social media platforms has been fantastic um i guess i should talk about the game a little bit so you actually know what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> like i say it's a survival game so uh it's set uh, in a future futuristic earth that's been plagued and destroyed by an ecological disaster mm -hmm. uh you are a scientist a lone scientist who's returned to earth for 
reasons, uh, which I can't really go too much into. Um, but you take control of a futuristic airship, uh, which will basically be your base throughout the game. Uh, you use the airship to go across the ruins and the derelict ruins of Earth, and basically surviving in the same sort of ways you would do in other survival games, you know, your favourite ones like Subnautica, Icarus, yep. Green Hell. Uh, derelicts, I don't know if you've seen Derelicts. I as have, well, which I've is been watching that the way. really fucking this, That though. guy, man, he's a... It he's is one enigma. dude, isn't it? Yeah. He's... That's, that, well, that's 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 what that's what they say. Uh, yeah. Like the, what, what he's achieving as one dude from a marketing perspective as well, fantastic. Yeah. And the game looks awesome on Unreal Engine Five, which is what I've, it is apparently. I've been watching it like like I I one of my weaknesses for anybody who who doesn't really know me that well or hasn't come in on my streams is basically survival games make me weak at the knees. Um, and <laughs> okay. this new wave we're getting of um, PVE it's... and solo yeah. player experiences when it comes mm. to survival has me so like enthralled what with Valheim, it's uh, it's like... it's uh, yeah yeah sorry yeah no no go right. on. i was gonna say it like the, the the genre itself survival game genre is just really taking off it's sort of quite slow you know uh sort of subnautica started uh before that you had the forest as well um and just over the years just more and more have just started to appear here and there yeah. and yeah you know like there are, there's some really good ones raft as well which is another excellent one it's, it's nice they, to see know. survival branch away from so obviously you have minecraft which i think a lot of people yeah. would say was was the 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 og survival game and then you had the daisy mod which everyone just fucking yeah. loved even though it was, it was the daisy mod is just such a beautiful example of a game being utter dog shit, but because <laughs> of what it does, people fucking loving it. The only problem is, is I think they actually took game being dog shit and actually put that within their um, bibliography for their game and just continue <laughs> to design it to be utter dog shit and never ha actually realized, oh, it has to be a good game at some point because Daisy standalone is still fucking just wank. Yeah. But then... <laughs> Like, Somebody should tell Bethesda that at some point. I think I think a lot of people have. I think that's, I'm pretty certain that was uh, Dean Hall's final words as he fucked off up the Himalayan mountains. Um, as as he, he created Icarus. Yeah, now he made Icarus, which, well, you know, maybe it wasn't Bethesda's fault that it didn't go too too well. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> these more these thoughts are my own and nobody else's. Let's just make this clear. Yeah, same um, here. I should really point that out as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, it's it's nice to see more because I mean I'm a huge fan of Subnautica. Uh, Listed, are you uh, are you a big survival fan or are we? I'm. Sort of... uh, well, so I'm a big. I'm I'm very picky with the survival games I like. Right. I often try them to keep trying to find the one that grabs me. Right. Um, I'm in particular. I'm very picky with games that have very unrealistic hunger and thirst is like the big thing for me. Right, the big okay. sticking point. It's like if a survival game makes me eat like every in-game hour, I'm like, no. <laughs> sounds yeah. sounds right to me. <laughs> Sorry, do you, do you do you not do you eat not every, every real hour? world hour? No, just, like, just me, just me. Right. I just ate four chickens and a fuck ton of herbs, and an hour later, it's like, oh, you're gonna get, you're gonna start taking damage because you're yeah, hungry. hungry again. It's like, no. No. no, I think I think Valheim no, did that no, no. in like a really yeah. interesting way, where you yeah, didn't get I hungry; it just changed it. your health and stamina yeah. values. You like yeah. you ate you you're like proper Vikings. Like I'm gonna have a big old feast before I go into a fight. <laughs> so you like, I'm gonna so... eat all this meat and I'm gonna fucking fire troll. It's great. 
you, you realize you've got to be careful is... as well. You've really got you've got to be careful as well. It's about also striking the right balance with the game yes. loop as well within survival games. Yeah. Because um, I mean, to give you an example, especially if you are including a hunger and uh, you know a, a hunger and thirst mechanic. You know, if what 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 is the penalty if you say if your if your hunger bar reaches zero? You know, do you just yeah. die and you respawn having lost no progress, but you've actually gained some hunger bar and yeah. you, you know back in your health? You know, basically it means that oh well, a, ta- a good tactic then would just be to die and then I can come back yeah, and yeah. I've got some health. I've got some hunger back. Like, Brilliant. In you know, like, you've like, got to, you've got to, it's really important that that uh, you know you get that right. Definitely. Like, I, I would really love to see the system Tarkov uses expanded into a game where you're not just surviving for like a 40 minute romp. Like, right. the whole idea where it's, you know, exerting yourself uses more of your energy. So you have to think about what the kind of journeys you're making, how you're going to make them. Like, are you going to cross this area at full sprint or are you going to take it slow? Are you just going to walk casually and just keep your eyes open and hope that you spot any threats? Um, mm. and then taking damage and being injured increases those needs. Like, I love in Tarkov, and I wish more survival games had, like, locational damage idea, where it's like you're hit in the stomach, you need more food, and you're going to dehydrate faster because you're bleeding and you're losing a lot of, like, yeah. you know, yeah. vital fluids <laughs> from that area. And I really <laughs> like that idea. Um, I don't think you have to go as in-depth as Tarkov. I think just inspired by that system would really work um like yeah i very much got into any kind of survival crafting via the survival horror route you know right okay more and more things it's like oh okay managing ammo and herbs is fine but i want more management and it's like <laughs> okay now i've got to manage like armor oh that's great i want more management now there's a hunger bar i'm like oh great i have to eat see that's what chickens every hour for me i got a chicken less all of the chickens, like everyone you can find until they're all gone. And then you have to give source food from somewhere else. I, I got into like survival games from um, crafting. Like I always just like making bases and things yeah. like that. And I think Same. one Same. of the things that I loved about Subnautica was making this underwater like base that was quite majestic to look at. And I think that's what the, the first thing that caught me about Forever Skies when I saw the trailer back in January was I was like, oh, you, you, you build an airship. That sounds because then now your base comes with you everywhere, yeah. and I love you, you, the you idea base, of that. You base, you base, base moves with you. The slight difference, I guess. I mean, a lot of we we get a lot of comparisons to Subnautica. You know, Subnautica yes. is a great game, uh, but for us at the minute, like the main focus, especially because we're pre early access, is gameplay. So narrative and stuff that came along with Subnautica is, you know, why is important. It's no, it's nowhere near our focus at the minute because like, the, for us, yeah. we just want to make sure we get that game loop you know yeah. absolutely yeah. spot on and gameplay is king as we all know so that's our focus but in, in addition to that as well going back to the the point of having like the mobile flying base as well is i guess the difference with us is that it's a bit of a hybrid between your sort of traditional base building and also modding a vehicle because depending on how big you make your airship that means your balloon's got to be double the size to you know to to keep the you know to keep your airship afloat. Okay. So you know it's got it's it's all got to be sort of within within correct correct proportion. Obviously, depending on how big your base is on your on your airship, you know could have effect to your speed, uh, drift, uh, altitude, etc. You know many different uh, many different sides. So it's it it is slightly different in, in many ways being a mobile base because depending on how big it is would mean you need to have a balloon that can 
you know, hold it in the fucking air. Up. Yeah. <laughs> That's, oh, it always helps. To, um... Yeah, because in Subnautica, I always, like, probably the one of the reasons I didn't do very well is, like, I wanted to live out the Cyclops. Like, right. I didn't want a base. Okay, I yeah. wanted the Cyclops. I mean, you can I live out the Cyclops, the Cyclops. yeah. See, but, see, but I have, then, see, I have, go on, go on. I was going to say, then you get stuck in the power cell loop, though, don't you? Where you yeah. have to make power cells to recharge power cells so that you can get more power and then recharge the power cells, and you get right. stuck in that loop. And eventually, you want a base where you can just be like, I'm just going to put, like, a load of power cell recharge here, <laughs> and I'll come back to it. And you want the scouter drone as well, so you're not wasting time oh, yeah. and wasting energy. It's weird how many um, tools there are like that, where yeah. you, you start just bimbling around in like a little little thing and then you've suddenly got drones etc and i'm imagining you've got quite a, a, a th for the scale of sciencey sort of stuff you're doing with them for other guys i imagine you've got an absolute laundry list of different tech you want to bring into the game in terms of of similar things am i right uh, what do you mean tech? Tech? When you say tech, do you mean so like, sort of technology um, you can create within the game? Yeah, within the game. So like gadgets you can make within the game. Oh yeah, there's like a yeah a, a whole a list as long as my arm. So we uh, have to be very careful because we can't we can't discuss anything. I know I know Greg has mentioned that he can't discuss anything too in depth about the game. So I uh -huh. imagine we're going to get lots of teasers and open yeah. suggestions to leave us. Uh... Well, you, you know, I mean, like, say, if you think about what kind of rooms you can build upon your airship. So, you know, you can create yourself workshops, uh, laboratory, and part, you know, part of, an, well, an integral part of the game loop is, you know, uh, re researching viruses mm -hmm. and the effects that they have on in order to create a cure uh, for a sickness that's plagued, uh, you know, the, people associated to the protagonist. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the integral part. So naturally, there's a lot of uh, scientific research that goes along with that, you know, testing different machines, futuristic, um, you know. But the important thing is just to keep it, uh, you know, to keep it intuitive for, for, for the players. You know, you don't necessarily have to be a scientist to play it. Um, but, you know, it's about it's about making it fun and about, you know, not sort of overcomplicating the science part of it. Yeah. Still making that fun, but also quite true to scientist scientific method scientist uh scientific is that a word i don't think it's it is scientific scientific scientific, yeah. scientific, <laughs> scientific scientific methods uh that's 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 the important thing <laughs> so I, one big question very quickly because one gets out of the way sure. before it's before i end up dragging it back up um sure are you are you looking at multiplayer at all yeah, uh, so it won't be available from the work from from release day from from the work go. When we hit yep. go into early access later on this year, uh, we will be including it at some point during early access. We'll what? be including yes. up to up to four player co op, because you know I think like survival games great, a lot of fun by itself, but they're just I, I don't know it's like the genre that's just sort of like made for cooperative play with your friends. Yeah, I do mm. think it's so, like it's I like think, the perfect mode for it. I think Subnautica does it well as one player because. It's also, in some respects, a horror game as well, because being stuck under the water, oh, yeah. you're kind of shitting your pants. And I think mm -hmm. loads of people are like, oh, Subnautica needs multiplayer. And it's like, no, in an environment that, like that, it doesn't need multiplayer. But the idea that you're bringing forward, very much like uh, Grounded, etc., the idea mm. of being oh, able that's to... That's a great one. It's a phenomenal one, isn't it? I absolutely love Grounded. I can't wait to see where they're taking it. But the, the idea of being able to pilot an airship or potentially, throwing this out there maybe as a hint or a suggestion, multiple airships um would it like just sounds awesome to me um interesting are you able to confirm multiple airships at all or <laughs> i mean just just out of curiosity uh there'll be 
I'm, I'm not gonna. Uh, there's, there's. What I'll say is, when you are in a lobby in say with with you and your friends, there is one airship. Everyone in single player has their own individual airship, obviously. Yes. But when you're in multiplayer, there will be one airship. Okay, cool. There's no, there's no set plans to have individual airships. Yeah, to be honest, good. from the look, from the well, listen, that's, so that's, that's 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 not a no. That's not a no. You know, if, if this is if, if if we come to launch and we've literally got tens of thousands of people asking for it, then it'd be silly of us for us to not even consider it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think for the for the general game loop for how how it, how it would work, it only makes sense to, at the minute for us to have the one airship. Yeah, and that would be whoever's control of the lobby. It's their ship. No, that makes sense. But I mean. Uh... No, nah, I was going to ask another question. I was like, no, 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 because that. No, that the, you know, you've got me here. While yeah, what about what about other forms of of trans transport for for groups? Is it all just mm. going to be airship based, or will you be able to use that as like a staging platform potentially? Yeah, twenty two this... raptors. <laughs> Damn it! You called me out, man. How did you know that's why I wanted? <laughs> Yeah, there it is. There it is. Well, I mean, um, to be honest with you, it's a it's a really really good question, and it is something that will be decided upon. So we haven't got a set answer there because at the minute, like I said, we're focusing our priority is on the single player gameplay yep. loop campaign, and um, that is the priority. That is the focus. We will potentially look at if there is if we do use a different sort of sort of secondary vehicle, if you will. Yeah. Uh, say if you accidentally leave one of your mates on a on, on a on a on a derelict skyscraper, left off the other way, you know, then we might need to sort of think about. Never that. done that before. Uh, no, of course not. I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving players plenty of ideas now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, that's not me saying no. Just that it's it's potentially is a good idea, and it's something we might look at. But mm. there's no uh, sort of physical. Uh, no. there's, there's nothing set in stone yet. With that's that. very cool. Because I mean, I mean. I mean uh, I don't want to keep drawing comparisons to different games because I want to focus on the one game. No, it's fine. I think that's the, the good thing about like Sea of Thieves when you get that like, little rowboat mm. and stuff so you can send off yeah. your mates uh, to fuck off Hell elsewhere yeah. while you sail the big ship, etc. Uh, you, you send out the rowboat to take down the galleon because <laughs> oh, galleon yeah. players are bad. <laughs> Simple as that. I do love see, I didn't play. See, you know, when Sea of Thieves first launched, like I didn't touch it just because it, it just reviewed quite terribly. Yeah, didn't it did. It? And I it was it was not really the kind of game I was sort of into play. I was into playing around the time. Was it 2017, 2018, something like that? Fair few years ago. Now. Yeah, it's about twenty eighteen, I'd say. But yeah, I I look at it now and I think it looks like so much fun. It's definitely something it's else. So good. Yeah, I I, like, stand... I haven't um I haven't played for like a few updates, but wow, it's like next level now. I stand um... I stand by, it and it's one of the things that I say whenever the the conversation of Sea of Thieves comes up because it's something that I believe vehemently. But I genuinely believe Sea of Thieves is single-handedly the best live service game that is available on, without a doubt, on uh, any gaming platform currently. There is no other like really? live service because everything Sea of Thieves offer you offers you is solid gameplay loop with both PvP and PVE elements, pseudo yeah. campaigns set in multiple like universes within the Sea of Thieves universe um and it also gives you a game pass that you don't have to pay for so there's always something to be aiming for yep. to begin with and it all was of the pirate best legend thing the game pass. It's other stuff best thing about the game pass is all the unique things are on the free track yep. and on the paid track are just stuff you can buy in the store anyway so yep. it's like if you're going to play a lot Pay us however much, like a tenner or 12 quid or 15, whatever it is, and you'll probably get around £25 worth of stuff by doing the whole Game Pass, plus all the free stuff. 
It's ridiculous. Like I've um I've 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 mainly been PlayStation most of my gaming life. Mm. Um but for me, like the the temptation, I mean i I can get PC game pass, sure. But you know, I, I really enjoy my console gaming and for me like the thought of being able to get like say an Xbox Series S with Game Pass, just so I can play all the Xbox exclusives that wouldn't yeah. come to PlayStation, is just so tempting. It's like basically it's cheap as chips, man. To mm-hmm. use a really old English phrase. No, it's a perfect <laughs> phrase though. It really makes sense. Yeah, you know, it's it's just it's so it's so tempting. It's like, why would you not? Yeah, I mean, Especially, I run. I mean, are they plan to are they plan to support Xbox Series S throughout the whole of this generation? I so, believe so. I've heard no rumors that they're stopping. No, well, the thing is, you don't know if the hardware is really up for what it can run I th- now. I think we're what's starting out in a few years' it. time. Yeah, I think like, we're starting um, to see the Series S uh, fail struggle like quite a bit. I know people were complaining when it came to Dying Light. I know we've yeah. heard, um, we're already hearing reports of Elden Ring struggling to keep a solid, I think mm. a solid like 60 FPS on Series S. Um, and um, see if Rare, Rare have come out and said, like squashed a lot of rumors of saying we literally can't do that because there are, well, there's also Xbox One players, but there's also Series yeah. S players. Yeah. So it's like, although this feature, like a big thing fans want, is a frozen area. Because we've got a molten area, a lava yeah. area, want the frozen area. They've said we can't make the map any bigger because Xbox One and Series S players can't, maximum. can't do it. Yeah, absolute maximum. You're not going to cut it into any other biome. So yeah. that's it. Like, it's, it's either that or they start splitting the maps and instance and stuff but then it starts yeah. getting but then, really but, 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 but then you split your player base and then that's when yeah, you exactly. have an issue that's when that's that's when servers of these like live service games fail in terms of longevity because yeah. your player base split up your friend you can't play with your friends anymore yeah you know at the minute let's be honest it's not it's still not easy to get a ps5 or an xbox series x mm-hmm. you know you're going to kill your game so you might be better off just sort of doing nothing and just going right well you know what we'll, we can have that yeah. biome and a more appropriate yeah. time and, and uh you know, adding more features rather than a bigger map at the moment, which is the main thing. I mean, you going back to see if these an example, they didn't have crossplay between PC and console for a period of time due to technical things and updates they were doing. And both game servers were dead. Like in comparison to what they were. Like they require the full player base yeah. on every console, complete cross compatibility to populate their servers. Or every single server that's running. It's so, it's always it's yeah. always a sad day when you start to see games that you love like start to lose mm-hmm. server yeah, traffic. It really is. It's, it uh, is a really sad. Day. It's it's really sad, especially when you see like so many people jump ship for like brand new games that come out, and then everyone's making TikToks being like, "If you're not playing X game, where are you?" And then that game Ooh. bombs. But then because that's bombed, the um, shareholders etc. have lost faith in certain yeah. like the original IPs. That now everyone goes back to, and it's like, well, if they're that fickle, that they'll just yeah. leave. That it's like, is it worth continuing to invest the money? Um, but it does bring me back to an interesting question: What platforms are you looking at regarding Forever Skies? Apple. So with early access, naturally, that is Steam. Yeah, uh, only. And um, oh, shit. Yes. <clears throat> when uh, when early access is through. At this stage, it's obviously hard to say what when that will be exactly when early access will be. Uh, yeah. We know what we have. We have our plans. We have our forecast. But you know, um, sometimes it, it might be shorter. Yeah, it might be shorter. It might be longer. We don't know. After that, we'll be going to uh, the uh, latest consoles awesome. in addition to PC. That's the thing cool. is, obviously, we, we we don't want to sort of. Uh, 
it, it would be very, you know, I'm just, there's a lot of people out there who was saying, are you coming to PS4, Xbox One? Uh, but as um, Andre Blumenthal said in uh, our CEO said in, in interviews with IGN, you know, we believe that next gen is the only gen and we have to sort of commit to quality. And I think a lot yeah. of them it's quality which might contradict a little bit what i've just said before but we are talking the future we're not talking now but i kind of i kind Um, of respect that a little bit because i do think that's going to be the case is that you know as much as it's it's amazing to support last gen and to you know allow players to have access to certain games at the moment i genuinely think we're still seeing probably the most support we've ever seen for last gen when a new gen has come out Normally, I mean, I'll talk. I'll talk from. I'll I'll talk as a player. Like, if I talk from a player perspective and not a dev, mm. it's frustrating for me. Who somebody who bought a PS Five a year ago, and I feel like I basically could have waited another year. Yeah. You know, it didn't. It, it's it's frustrating because I mean, apart from Returnal and Demon Souls and Ratchet. Everything else is still last gen. I mean, I don't know how people are running Horizon Forbidden West on a PS4. It must be like sound like a jet engine. I I loved the uh, the PS5 Miles Morales Spider Man. I thought that was amazing. So good. I play. I I've completed that both on four and five. Uh, see, um, I, I I was I I was never gonna get a five. I was like, nah, fuck it. I'm gonna stick with my PC. I'm a PC gaming bitch now. And then <laughs> my friend was like, oh, a PS5 pre-orders come available. Do you want it? And I was like. Well, it would be rude not to, because I'd, I'd just managed to like, get some money together. So I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll have it. And I, I will admit, yeah. at first I was like, oh, it's collecting dust. And now mm. I am, like, I've got the, the updated version of God of War, which is like my favorite game. So I'm going through that again. Amazing. Yeah, Bloodborne. Love it. Um, even though the fact yes. Bloodborne hasn't been remastered yet makes Bloodborne. me fucking sad. Bloodborne. You, got, you guys are Bloodborne boys. Oh, oh I love these, Bloodborne. You. This is this is this is perfect. I yeah. absolutely adore that game. I'm not allowed that. to show. I'm not allowed to show you how much I love it because Twisty has a go at me. I do not. I had <laughs> it at you once because you, you, you show it off every time. Yes, you can show it to yet another guest. Is this the thing? Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I love it. And I got Eileen. So yeah. far, he's two guests Wonderful. for two so far showing off his tattoos. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> two for two. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you got him to show him off. Yeah. Okay. And that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Um, it's, my actually, most pr- it's, it's my it's the uh, plat I'm most proud of. I oh, wow okay the plat oh, for, for Bloodborne that is dedication. I do, do you know what the worst part is like and I I'm a bit ashamed to admit this. I, I for the longest time I was like I do not fucking understand why everyone just fornicates over Bloodborne. Like I do not understand it. <laughs> and then I I made it my mission last year on Twitch and uh, some of this mm. year to play every of the modern from software games starting on Dark Souls one. Uh, and then we did Bloodborne, and then we did Dark Souls 2. Fuck that game. Completely yeah. and well and truly yeah. fuck that game. Yeah, yeah. Then we did Sekiro. <laughs> Agreed. And then we did uh, Dark Souls 3, and then we did um, the remake of Demon's Souls, because I never played the original. And yeah, out of here. all of them... I'm, um, yeah, sorry, go on. Having beaten Bloodborne, I was like, I get it. I get it. I got to, like, for, uh, Vicar Amelia, or, yeah. or maybe... No, 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 I got to um, Rom, uh, the spider. Right. And then when the world shifts... For the for the properly for the first time, um, yeah. and you start seeing behind the veil and everything, and I was like, yeah. I get it, I I a hundred percent understand that. I I get it. And then the further the more and more I got into it, and the more and more I started seeing like the nightmare of Mensis and the amygdalas 
and like I started learning place. their names and I started being like, right, okay, so I get just, it now. It's just, and I was, it just yeah. drips, it just drips environment and aesthetic. It's just I've it's been so beautiful. So it's, like, it's it's disgusting. Like it's fucking disgusting, but it's beautiful. But it's great at the same <laughs> time. I've been watching yeah. um Jack Septicai. He's he he released right. a four part or a three part series of him playing through, and it's his favorite game ever. And he is like an immaculate content creator. So watching him is awe inspiring because mm. watching him anyway, I, I've, I'm as I say, a massive fan of his. So it's a pleasure to watch him anyway. But then watching him play a game that is his favorite game of all time and seeing somebody who, who genuinely loves video games gush yeah. about the video game that he already loves, but this one he loves the most is just yeah. like, dude, <laughs> fucking. It's, it's like watching um, somebody like. That's um, my jam. Yeah, it, it's it's just ah, oh, dude, watching somebody get emotional about a game just because they love it that much, it's just like finally somebody else gets somebody it. Gets it. Somebody understands. And, and for me as well, the fact that you just said that Dark Souls Two is basically you know, oh, fuck shit that game, dude. Um, I, Poor Dark it's, Souls it's, Two. It's, it's, Poor it's, Dark Souls it's, Two. It's, I'm like kind of like the guy in like my circle of friends who gives Dark Souls Two shit like yeah. all the time. All the time. Like, any, any, anytime, anytime people are either praising it or sort of ridiculing yeah. it, it's like I always get tagged in it because I just do not believe in that game. It's because Hidetaka Miyazaki had nothing. Basically, basically had nothing to do with it. Um, yeah. I'm like I'm I'm in the worst point with Dark Souls Two, right? Because I don't. I don't hate it enough to join in the bashing, but I don't like it enough how to get you, on with the people you, who love like, it. I'm how, like, can you, how can you get um, on board, right, with being inside a poison-infested okay, so, windmill, going right. up a lift and finding oh, yourself in a right, fire right, 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 right. How can you defend that? One, okay, I'm going to sum up my Dark Souls 2, why I'm frustrated that I like it, and upset that it ruins what I like about it. You're going to say okay. power so, dancing, aren't you? It is a series. No, 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 no. It's nothing okay. to do with that. It is a series of points where it almost gets really fucking good. It's building up for an area. It's getting there. And then it goes... Yeah. And just goes, <laughs> oh, why? Why would... Like... Oh, I've slogged through like this dark corridors and stuff, and then it opens into a chasm full of poison. And you're like, you could have done a much better finale. Oh, dude, so Why much. did you open into that? And it's just a constant stream of me absolutely loving an area and immediately going into the worst area in the series. Yeah. And I think it shows like how good Dark Souls 2 can be. Yeah. By how much Dark Souls 3 has little details of expanding it, where Dark Souls 3 takes on the idea of going from one area that just is completely different to the next one, but it doesn't feel awkward. It well, geographically, feel... geographically feels yeah. like it makes sense. It, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not too big on that because video game and there's some there's some lore stuff in Dark Souls 2 you can explain away some of the madness, but I'm also not going to defend going up an elevator and emerging in an underground lava keep you, you know something i i actually <laughs> Shame, I made that. Do, 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 you know, do you know all they ever needed i don't to know do if just, it's underground but do you know do you know all they had to do just to fix that just have the elevator go fucking down holy shit i have didn't the elevator that. go down have the elevator go down and you're in you're, you're now in what is it is the iron keep isn't it that you went yeah yeah, 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 yeah the yeah. iron keep the iron keep could be in a pit in a lava pit yeah they started behind her than peak and yeah. you, you then haven't got a problem instead of going oh, into shit. the sky. I, I've just sat here do. thinking, like, what are you on about? What are you on about? And I've just realized, holy yeah, shit, yeah, it. you do go up and then you end up 
in like lava it, fields. What the yeah. fuck? Here's the thing, right? They could have teased loads of stuff by having the windmill steam powered. Having the windmill yeah. move from steam, you're like, oh, environmental storytelling is powerful. Yeah, environmental it's storytelling is a powerful tool. <laughs> and that's what Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 3, and every other Soulsborne die twice game gets. Yeah. Apart from Dark Souls 2. See, for me, but, Dark Souls 2. Go on, Mister. I'm just going to say. Medulla is fucking gorgeous. Oh yeah, has a one. No, it's not. But they've also got the book. Have you but also... looked out over the horizon of Dude, from Medulla? Nah, 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 nah. Oh, you, what, you mean where you mean, you mean where Hades Tower of Flame is in the wrong place? Yeah, I know it's amazing. This is, <laughs> this is exactly. I feel like you're backing me up, though. I feel like you're backing me up. It's like, wh wh why, why, why didn't you just put it over there? I will say, I will say, I've I've had <laughs> I've had these opinions since 2014 when the game first came out. Like I was adamant, I was adamant. This is fucking sick. This is wrong. I tell you, but I have had these opinions this whole time until that was until I started working for Far From Home. Mm. Uh, one of the game designers tried to actually explain to me and actually give me a little bit of logic to help me sort of get through the game. And the fact that you know when you at the, at the start in the CGI trailer where you sort of like fall into like this water yeah. that's like mm -hmm. the portal. That's the world sort of becoming convoluted and getting twisted yeah. out of shape. So you could argue that when you go from area to area and geographically it doesn't make sense. It's because the world mm -hmm. is bent out of shape. Kind of at the end of Dark Souls yeah. 3 when it's sort of folded in on itself before you go so, and face the final yeah. boss. I could get so that. you could argue that it has something to do with that. But really, I just think it's lazy design. So yeah, I, could, like, I can understand that. And but... again, I just want to reiterate before we continue that again, I'm talking from my own personal opinion, <laughs> not from the people. <laughs> So, God, I mean, listen. the thing for me was not necessarily the level design, but the fact that there's one area where there's vases that scream at you and deplete your health. There's one area yeah. where there's statues that spit at you and deplete your health. And there's one area where everything, everything has poison associated to it, including the boss arena, where to stop the boss arena from having poison on it, you have to do something that is so Sorry. convoluted. I had to have Twitch chat fucking yeah. yell at me. Because so, I, I only had knew. no idea. The thing you're knowing about, I only know because a YouTuber I watch complained about it in a video. The burning of the um of the windmill, yeah. yeah? Of the yeah. windmill, yeah. Yeah, because is, is, is it funny that most of our complaints seem to be about the same area? Because it because that's yeah. the worst it's fucking area. Because that's the best example. And also another thing with poison, right? And I know this was a fucking stupid idea because Dark Souls three reversed it. Poison in Dark Souls two is almost as lethal as toxic, toxic. in Dark Souls yeah. one. And then it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I went, I did, I've done, so I did two playthroughs of the original and Scholar back to back. And I did, I did do half a third playthrough. But the only reason I did the third playthrough was I made a poison build and did PvP to confirm that it was broken. Yeah. Broken. Yeah. Really broken. Just, yeah. <laughs> like, invade people and poison them and they just, like, panic. I think even when I like sat there and I think about playing through all of them, I'm like, do you know what? Out of all the other games, I can remember like boss fights where it's like, do you know what? That fucking clapped. But then when I look at Dark Souls 2, I'm like, do you know what? There's not a single boss that I can remember that was um... any good. Well, I will say I did I do really enjoy the Nishandra boss fight. And I think the lore behind her and how it just connects to Dark Souls 1 is cool. But See... um But like I mean, See, I actually, But she's the only like... one. When you think about like you know Ornstein and Smog, when you think of yeah. uh, you know Dance with a Boreal Valley, or you think yeah. of um, oh Lady is Lady Freed the the, the, the gone yeah from the, yeah from the from the from the first yeah. DLC yeah, yeah Lady Freed yeah. and then you think of Bloodborne and how like Lady Maria like, 
Yeah, Lady Maria. Lady Maria, I beat first time. I had no, I, I completely crushed her. Absolutely loved that boss fight. But I was like, don't know how I fucking did that, but I did. Uh, of Cos as well. Amazing boss fight. I, don't, I couldn't do him first time. Uh, th- to me, I did it th- third time. I'm quite quite proud uh, of that. Quite proud of that. I think the D- I think that's probably one of the one of the best DLCs on PlayStation Four. Yeah, definitely ever. the best FromSoft uh, DLC. Pro- I think. The I best FromSoft DLC. Definitely. Apart from maybe, apart from maybe R- uh, Ring City, because I really I'm like the Dragon Fight. I'm oh, gonna yeah, say Madea, Madea. it was awesome. Yeah. See, I'm gonna say that, like, for me, the best, and I like it's the best. The old hunters is probably the best overall. But I really, 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 really? love the Wait, no, 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 no. Hold on. I just, really just... love the Artorius cycle, boss cycle fight. Cycle back a second. Did you just say that you think Old Hunters is your favorite boss fight? No, DLC. <laughs> oh, DLC. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Fuck. But I think my 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 favorite boss fight in the DLC though, Artorius. And I don't really. I'm not that bothered about the rest of the Dark Souls One DLC. Like when I replay it, I just do the Artorius fight and back out. <laughs> yeah, basically just do our tourists and be like, nobody wants to continue a face madness. Nobody needs that on their. Uh, no. Nobody needs to do that. Shit. <laughs> but then again, Calamity's a good fight as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the Dark Souls one. I, I think the, probably the thing I enjoy most about, apart from Artorias, obviously because that's just a wonderful fight, mm-hmm. is also the little teaser about Bloodborne that we get with that. Um, uh, yes. that we get in that DLC exactly with one of the NPCs. Yes. There's, a, there's an NPC whose clothes just do not match the aesthetic yeah. of the world. It's, they look like, a, it's like a like hunter. A different universe or yeah, something he's like, like that. I've been drawn from a different time. Yeah. yeah. It's quite interesting. It's like, people are thinking Love that, it. Or, or people, the, the, the thoughts that were coming for a little while was because of, uh, I think Aldrich, was that we were going to get an underwater or a, like based um, from software game because he has dreams of a world that's underwater. Or something like that. Oh, that well, Dark Souls Three was after Bloodborne, so they think it was referencing. Um, yeah, actually, I know, I know what you mean now. Yeah, because it's referencing yeah. stuff that they say in Bloodborne. Because um, if you, when you're going through the Bloodborne nightmares, nightmare world specifically, you go up, but mm. also like deep up you go into the down, ocean, you? and then yeah. the the final layer of the dream is the fishing habit. Hamlet. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That's the final layer, and you finally like, see what all those I, broken ship masts were. Yeah, across the, the, the silhouette on the moon. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. you actually on that path between Maria's clock tower and the actual Fisher Hamlet, if you look down in the water, you can actually see the city of Gone. Oh, yeah. that's fucking cool! I didn't know that. Yeah, that's pretty it's dope. so. Oh, as much just, as much as we could see. Hey, you know what? We're about we're about to get a hundred hour game worth. I know. Kind of I'm I'm very excited for it. I feel like we are literally just killing time at the moment, gushing about. <laughs> I think that's so. I, I wanna. I do want to move on from 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 software games. We do. Very we probably do. Yeah. Because we. I think all three of us are sat here itching, knowing that by the time we finish this, it's like you know three what hours else? away, and then we're gonna jump into Elden Ring, and it's it's. It's one of those things where yeah. we're, all, we're all such big like from software fans, but unfortunately, I think we, sh- we probably should move on from software, from from software games because uh, we need to move discuss... on from 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 software. Yeah, yeah. From, 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 from 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 software. From, from, from. <laughs> um, one one question about Forever Skies, I do have to ask, and this is a big point of contention for me uh, in survival games: Is there sure. going to be an ending? Can you quote unquote finish the game? And what is the ending? <laughs> no, no spoilers. Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> 
Well, like I say, at the minute, our main focus is the gameplay loop. So there will yeah. be a story. There will be like a campaign that's within that. The campaign is looking at around sort of around the thirty-hour mark. Yeah, um, but there, there is. But, but you know, campaign. yeah, the, the the story. There will be an end to the story. But yeah. you know, like like most open world. Well, it is an open world, but it's 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 also not because it's part of it. It's procedurally generated. Part of it is static, depending okay, on okay. That's the kind sort, of sick. story beats and other elements. Um, but you know, I, I think it, I think a, a survival game that ends is uh is is just doesn't quite sit right with me oh, so see, it will, I, I you know it. you will you you will be able to you will be able to continue on playing you know uh in, in some form and capacity what it looks like at the minute i don't know personally because again those we're still in the process of going through that whole thing yeah we've got story but there will you will be able to continue playing on see, it sure the reason the reason why i ask is it's probably as you say it, for you it feels like it's weird that there would be an ending to an open world crafting game but for me, one of the big reasons why like Subnautica was like the best survival game I ever played was because you can finish it. You have uh, one goal okay. that you are heading towards. So once you finish yeah. it, you're like, holy shit, I survived. Because yeah, I always yeah. found like when it came to a lot of the zombie survival games that we had for our longest time, is eventually you get to a point, and, and this is a big issue that I have with Tarkov as well, and, and, and modern day survival games, is you get to a certain point and you're like, so um, now, now, now what do I do? I've survived. Do I yeah. continue surviving? Do I then like um Daisy was like, I've got a camp, I've got a vehicle, yeah. I've got guns. Yeah. Well now what? And then it's like, yeah. I'm gonna go shoot some new people because I've got fucking nothing else to live for, so I'm just gonna shoot everybody else going. And I, I Daisy, like in its original form was just like one of those games where you could literally just role play and do whatever you wanted, just real it was so good. People. But yeah, it was so weird at the same time. Yeah. Such a mess. but yeah, I mean to be I mean to be honest with you, I've got a bit I person for me personally I've got a bit of a confession. The team loved Subnautica, yeah. um, but I barely touched it, and that's because okay. I suffer greatly with the fear of open open yes. water spaces. Thalassophobia is it? Thalassophobia, yeah. exactly. I, I suffer greatly with it. So the thought of being in a in a water abyss with like Leviathans only a couple of meters below me just absolutely terrifies the shit out of me. So <laughs> I personally have I've watched people play it on stream. Like Jack, again, go back to Jack Septicai. It's one of his favorite games of yeah. all time as well, Subnautica. So I've actually watched his Let's Plays. I've also watched a few friends stream it, um, including some of our team. But I uh, personally, it's not really something I'm going to touch because I know I'll probably only get about ten minutes in and go, no, 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 that's not for me. That was a massive waste of money. Yeah, I so yeah, that <laughs> so I need to get over my fears. <laughs> I so really? dude, I I hate that sort of stuff, but I think I made it even sweeter when I succeeded because I was like, holy shit, I overcame my fears and I delved into the deep blue and managed to get away with it. But I screamed the entire time. Whereas I love being scared in games i love survival horror and i love survival horror set underwater See, with a now, passion. now i love survival horror games yeah i absolutely adore survival horror games uh so you know like things like resident evil the evil within alien isolation absolutely adore all of that like give me that all day i'll take it all, all take it all day um but Thalassophobia, anything underwater in fact, you know any underwater levels in any game ever just like yeah <laughs> I think the only it's, time I'm, um, I think the only time I'm going to sort of uh, just crack on and do it is probably with Horizon Forbidden West because the underwater looks insane. Yeah. I like, <laughs> there was a new horror that. game out today, but I can't remember what it's called. Oh, oh, you're about uh, Martha, uh, Martha is Martha dead? Is dead. Martha is dead. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. I apparently need... massively censored on PlayStation. Massively censored on PlayStation. Yeah, massively so. Mm. Which is so I've heard. 
I'll probably I'll, I'll, do, I'll give it a go, no doubt. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. I love. You just reminded me game. to put that on my wish list as well. Yes, I need that in my life because I'm I'm very excited for that. I love love a good horror game. Best one I played yeah. in, in the in the in the recent years though is Visage or Visage, or if you want to pronounce it. I played that last year. Fucking I fuck, last year game. last year I had I last year I played in a row. Uh, Visage. Did you play Tormented Souls as well that came out last year? I haven't, but I've I didn't. I really play wanted it. to, but it's I just really never got round to it. You seriously need to if you're if you're a fan yeah. of old school survival yeah. horror from like oh, the PS2 it. era, it's like a love letter to that. It is. Just, it's very like, like old it makes school. logically like it's pure video game logic. It makes no fucking sense whatsoever. But it's just so it's so fun and like I I love like Metroidvania style level design mm. and it just you no know, all those boxes for me just tick. Yeah. So yeah, I see Visage, which was the most terrifying game I've ever played on any on any platform. Yeah, ever. that shit was scary. See, I get I so. I jump scare really easily. So if a game's yeah. just going to jump scare me, I'm like, well done. You'll get me every time. And I know Visage isn't just that. But no. the thing, like, I get really bored if the game is just a uh, walking, hiding of puzzle solving. Like, okay, yeah. Uh, like, combat. use Alien Isolation. The alien's mm. invincible. But he, that's not the only horror in the game. Like, no. I would argue no. just systems failing in an area is yeah. scary. I mean, yeah. Like, stuff the, the, like, just I mean, in, in your head, the, the, yeah. the, the emotional sort of stress of going, I need to go into that area and yeah. fix whatever that yeah. issue is, knowing what this game has. Well, not like, so, in general. Really exactly what's going to happen, but you know exactly. what the game can do to I'm, you. Yeah. I'm really yeah. bad for this because if it's the second I have a weapon and go, okay, if anything shows up, I'm going to just fucking shoot it or I'm going to just hit it or I'm going to just throw something mm -hmm. at it. I'm fine. You give me a tool where I can distract or I can destroy or I can bust somebody up. And I, like, if they gave me the flamethrower in isolation, I was like, right, fucking boys, let's go. Um, and that, <laughs> that removes a lot of the fear for me. Um, and okay. I found, I, I love the isolation. It, it does actually, you're right. It does remove a lot of the fear. The issue is obviously, I think so, they do a great job of how balanced the uh, flame fuel is, is uh, so, how, how, how available it is. Alien Isolation, one of my all-time favorite horror games. I finished it Same. in one sitting for charity. I fucking love wow. it. Wow. Oh. The last like quarter, maybe the last fifth of it, when you're going to like the alien nest and everything, it does yeah. lose a lot of what I, what I found and enjoy about it. The thing about mm. Visage and why I find Visage so scary is Are we confirming that it is pronounced Visage, by the way? I'm, I'm saying it's Visage. Because in English, it's large, a visage is when you see like an apparition or something. Oh, okay. All right, I'll go with that. But, a, but I think it was a French developer where it would be visage. I'm not quite sure. I could be talking out my ass, but I say visage. <laughs> so the thing about visage is it was it, it was like PT, where it was like, yeah. here's, a, here's a drop of a story. Here's a little driplet of a story. Here's another little drop of a story. And then you start getting this more like obvious story. And they do that over the course of three chapters. And each yeah. chapter hits a little bit different because you've got like yeah. the chapter of, I think her name is Katie, which is like the little girl with the invisible, uh, it's Lucy, that's the one. Lucy with uh, the invisible friend, which was oh, really man. kind oh. of freaky. And that's what they started with. And then they, and I was so like, good. that was scary. And then they released Doris's chapter. And you, th yeah. you, you hear the word Doris and you're like, wait, hey, Doris. But then you realize it's about uh, um, an old lady with dementia and how yeah. her perception of the world isn't, Changing. Quite, what what isn't quite standard and not only is it horrific it's also actually genuinely fucking heartbreaking yeah um because in the dolores chaps there's also a, a baby dolores, involved as well, well isn't they yeah there's there's a child involved and then yeah. you go through this weird i don't know what the, the, the phrase is but when it's staircases everywhere 
um you go through that and you, yeah. see, you see like her mind breaking down in real time and it's it's genuinely quite distressing um yeah these the, the scene with like the, the maze stand it's like that, yeah. that famous painting it is thank you yeah and she's That's like dancing one. on her own and then she's but before she's dancing with like a husband and it's it's really yeah. quite good um and i think i think it's the main I, thing about a good horror game a good survival yeah. horror game and how it can be different you can either have very action orientated or action-ish orientated but with an enemy that it that surpasses the the concept of something that's beatable and yeah. then you can also have a good horror game where it's like it's not about the scares it's about the atmosphere that leads to the scares but then I think most for me, of the time you just get jump scare schlock which fucking sucks <laughs> yeah i think it is a great way of building tension i think the great way that the mechanic works of you know you, you, your sanity meter goes down that's the chances where you are you, you've got a higher chance of being attacked but i think what works quite well in its favor and the game wouldn't be half as scary if this wasn't the case but the game has very little intuition like it doesn't give you it doesn't oh, hold nothing. your hand it doesn't tell you where to go like most of the time you have about 30 you you don't you thirty percent roughly know where where you need to go like thirty percent of the time, the rest of the time you're literally just walking around basically down dark corridors with your yeah. fucking light trying to keep your sanity meter up and that's 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 the thing that makes it it's the it's the panic that sets in yeah and it's that horror that really gets it that makes it special and less about the cheap jump scares that it sometimes and throws your way. The beautiful okay. thing about it is is you can always know what to do if you look but you're too scared to look and therefore you <laughs> miss what you have to do. And that's and then you go, and they, and they go, oh, where did they go? Oh, you need to go back into that room that you was in 10 minutes ago. You're like, I've got to go back? Oh, yeah. for fuck's sake. Honestly, I, I kind of think like that's a hallmark or like a requirement, I should say, of good horror games yeah. is they can't hold your hand. I, yeah. I just don't think, think horror is compatible I... with hand holding unless it's like some kind of... Uh, linear ex horror experience in a game which there are a few and some yeah. of them are very very good so but they do very specific things like, like um the village sec the village dollhouse yeah. was like a very linear scare yeah section. yeah yeah or um so although there's there's actually like a game that's a real middle ground that's super fucking creepy called anatomy right and anatomy is about the horror of a house okay okay rings and a bell. what you do is you go in and you need to find, it starts off like you're thinking, oh, eight pages thing. You just need to find cassette tapes, okay? And you go and find the cassette tapes, and you have this experience going around the house that gets really creepy. Then the game goes, do it again. So you do it again. And you do it again. And you do it again. And stuff just escalates from there. So this and... is heavily inspired by PT, then? Well, it's kind of its own thing. It's by, like, this... Um... Uh, this indie horror um, uh, dev called Horror Kitty Show. Okay. And okay. she does... Sounds lovely. She does, <laughs> like, all kind of very short... Um, a lot of them are pay-what-you-want on itch.io type thing. Oh, uh, or itch. she does, like, here's a bundle that's a $5, and it's, like, five games. Um, and yeah. it's just... You just pick your way through these really weird experiences... Uh, and like they range from like surreal to like horrendously grounded, um, but all have like this weird edge to them. It's like they're those type of games you can't really say too much about because it's like it's more an experience. Yeah, than you give away as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
um but they're fantastic and uh, anatomy i didn't make it through my second trip around the house because wow. i was like fuck fuck <laughs> I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to play that. I think. Um, can you DM me that list, yeah. so I can add that to my horror yeah, game sure. list? Um, I, I so, realized... I, so I played. So I played those two last year. Then after that, I played the medium. So I did like a good horror sort of triple threat. Oh, the medium is fucking of... awesome. You you enjoy the medium? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm really it. pleased to hear that because it like there's a it's it's got very mixed reviews, and I was very much of the camp of this is actually really I good. I fucking loved it. I loved it. There and was only that one is, part that, is, that, that scared is... me though. Go on. You look through like an eye hole into a bathroom where somebody had um, unalived themselves, and then suddenly mm. he appears at the eye hole, and I shat myself to the side of the room. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I think, absolutely I think, love that. It holds a very special place I, in my heart. I think that the medium was just <sighs> like I say it, it's from it's from Bloober Team, so a lot yeah. of my a lot of my friends worked on it. Went from their time. Um, well, I say a lot, you know, a couple. <laughs> I use the word a lot like too often, but it was literally only like one point. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah. It, it, so it was kind of cool to see what they worked on previously to working on Forever Skies, and like the. But seriously, I think the highlight for me is is the character of the Moor, like the main antagonist, the main yeah. demon that's behind it. That is probably you know voiced by Troy Baker. That is one of his best performances because he just went all yes, out. He, yeah, you can tell as well. He just went. Yeah, he just just let himself go, and some really great characters. The gameplay at times is is, is quite basic, but. The level design is The whole is split screen, though, when you see that they're both yeah. the spirit version and the real version. So I yeah. will admit, I, I am a little bit biased about it. It was the first first company that ever reached out to me and was like, here, play our game on your stream. And oh, that's I'm really cool. so glad it was it was them because I love um, Blooper Team's previous ones because they did Layers of Fear, did they not? Yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah, and I loved Layers of Fear 1 was fucking... Is an absolute masterpiece. I, th- I feel like I feel like they're getting better and better each yes. time. Yes, uh, Laser like, Fear Two they... I didn't didn't hit quite the same as Laser Fear One. I'll be honest with you. The first really? one okay. hit the second one, but so I do every year. I do a twenty four hour horror stream, and I will admit Layers of Fear Two. I was playing at like six a.m. Having been up for uh, like eighteen hours at this point, so it yeah. may have it's been a case could be, of like could be a bit numb at that yeah, stage. I, I was like, yeah. I don't really know what's going on. I just need to make it a couple more hours so I go to bed. <laughs> fair play but yeah i think i think blue are great and like yeah. i say they you know they are getting better they're really starting to master their craft now and you know with each each new release and like i say the medium for me i i thoroughly enjoyed that one so yeah some really good horror games i managed to play last year um yes, horror games. this this year it's uh it's a bit thin on the ground but there's just so much other stuff to play Dude, so yeah. much i'm hoping that we start seeing some more martha is dead is probably the first like horror game i have heard of yeah oh and um the um oh that might have been last year but there was um autopsy no was it autopsy or mortician's assistant or something like that yeah oh yeah yeah. i saw that great that Um, was on early access well not early access but that was a demo yeah and there's two demos out now one is called autopsy and one is called monster create create creature creation or something like that and both of those simulator yeah autopsy simulator yes yeah that is again did jack septicai play that he played yeah again he did play um (laughs) mortuary assistant yeah um so i do feel like we are getting a little bit short on time and this happens to us every time because we get so carried away (laughs) talking about video games and stuff because we love doing it but there are a couple of questions that i have well that's why we're here exactly we 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 live here to get nerdy sometimes you want to gush 
It's yeah, all dude, all the time I want to gush. All the time. I just love talking about video games and comics and movies and fucking all that shit. Um, but I do want to ask you a couple of things uh, about your your job and to maybe yeah. shed a little bit of light for people who don't really understand that much about the management, etc. So, um, first of all, like one of the big questions that I sort of wanted to ask is, um, how did you find yourself getting into community management of all things when it came to, comes to like games? Uh, right. Okay. I see. So I started out. I was. I worked full time uh, in in retail. I was a. I was, a, I was an operations manager for a uh, a, a well known uh, UK retailer that rhymes with uh, Wom Waste. Wom Base. I'm going to say with my name. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, so I was working for them, but alongside of that, I'd always wanted to work in games. So. I was doing a lot of content creation on the side, and I was doing that with a group of guys called uh, Enigmatic Productions, who are based here in 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 the Midlands. Um, they do a lot of movie horror, nostalgia, and also trash movies, but they also cover video games as well. And I sort of took on the video game side of things and started creating content for them, and also started doing Twitch streaming with them. So I was slowly, you know, alongside doing a full time job, also being a dad. Alongside all of that, I was also you know, starting to build up a bit of a, a portfolio, if you will, of, of creating content. Mm. Um, enjoying it and just getting get the experience, you know, because you, you never know when, you know, when opportunity is going to arise. <clears throat> then in addition to that as well, I also took on, uh, I don't know if you're aware of the YouTube um, channel, but PlayStation Access. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they are uh, the official PlayStation UK uh, YouTube channel. Um, I was unofficially doing their community management for them on Twitter. So I was running their Twitter account. Uh, so I got to know them. So I got to know a few people in the industry. They're really cool people. Um, and I was doing that uh, alongside the content creation, alongside my full-time stuff. Um, and I have a friend uh, who I knew through PlayStation Access community uh, called Sadie Jarvis. Sadie Jarvis is the uh, community developer for Untold Tales, uh, who I think are I know a Sadie on Twitter. Yeah, you know, you you might do. She's a She's it, she's kind of like in my circle of friends, so I know if you see me on Twitter, you might see me uh, sort of yeah. uh, conversing. But yeah, um, she's a really good friend of mine. Uh, she all, and she was uh, like I say, she was doing community development for Untold Tales, who are a uh, an indie game publisher again in Wrocław in Poland. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they uh, approached her saying, "Hey, we're looking for a uh, far from home." Approached uh, Untold and said, "Hey, we're looking for a community manager." And Sadie went, oh, "Actually, you know what? Shut up! I know someone." Awesome. Um, Sent my details across and then, you know, went through the whole process. You know, made a few videos, did a few pieces, a couple of interviews, met the team, got along with the team. And before I know it, I was saying goodbye to 15 years in retail and starting a really exciting and career at the age on, of 30. On a scale of 1 to 10, how amazing did it feel to to finally get loose of the shackles of retail? It was like 20 out of 10. Like, oh, it, it's like you, could, you can't put it... Because I've, like I said, I've, I've done retail management for about 10 years. I've not just done it for them. I've also worked for uh, a, a sport fashion retailer that ran with uh, Beatty Boards. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, and, <laughs> who could that possibly possibly be? <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I, was, I, I worked for them previously. And, you know, they are, you know, good business, whatever. But like from, from, from a management perspective, it's incredibly stressful. Mm. And, you know, it's... It, it, I, you, you spend a lot of time in retail management, you spend a lot of time away from the home, from away from the family. And um, it felt great to sort of really break away from that, start a really exciting new career for a game that you're, ex- I'm really excited about as well. Yeah. Uh, 
alongside you know working with all of these people who have been in the industry you know de- you know for good for for you know, 15 20 years getting to work alongside them learn from them you know whilst also getting to spend more time at home is just amazing That's and awesome. when the world and as well like when the world opens up again if it does you know the opportunity to travel and go to you know likes of E3, Gamescom, PAX, etc. Yeah. You know that's it's just it, it's it's like the stuff I was dream of do, dream of doing ten years ago. And so it definitely sounds it, like a, it definitely sounds like a dream come true in terms of career changes. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's something I want to do for a long time. It's, it was something I want to do when I was like you know late teens, early twenties. Um, but I had a daughter on the way. Yeah. Had priorities naturally, but obviously put bread on the table. Um, so you know went into management money that way but also you know you know my you know my daughter's 10 my you know my eldest is 10 my youngest is seven now and i was like you know i could maybe start to sort of try out a new career path and see how it goes and that's awesome it's 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 been a success so yes far. a huge one it would seem <laughs> and hopefully it continues the same same vein hell yeah i think i think that's one of the, the pitfalls just uh going back a little bit when you said about working on a title that you're really excited about one of the pitfalls i think that people don't uh, don't always realize is they could get into the games industry and then yeah. end up working on like my little pony's magical adventure when they really <laughs> wanted to work on doom instead yeah but you know like you you would do it if if, if it was my yeah, pony, if you wanted to get yeah, into the, if, if you the, you know if you, yeah. if you were to work on the if you were to work on the peppa pig ps5 edition yeah then Mate, i swear to god if there is a ps5 edition of peppa pig before bloodborne remaster i will literally <laughs> hurt somebody and people just want the world to you know to burn yeah, and smell of bacon apparently. <laughs> you know, but you know, I, you know, I'd rather do that than do what I was doing previously. Yes, um, I, you know, to, but the opportunity, like I say, to work like on, on, a, on a really exciting, um, on a really exciting project in a in a uh, in a genre as well that's really taking off, that's really yeah. got a lot of legs, and makes sense as well. Like it just it it. it it could have it could have gone better to be honest it yeah, could not have gone better actually, and, and they're an all and they're really i can't like stress it off like they're such a cool awesome team and i've learned so much from them I'm yeah so thankful. from, from the, the slight interactions i've had on um sort of the discord etc it's been an absolute pleasure yeah. being part of the discord and speaking to members of the team have all been very very cool and um i'm i'm genuinely very much looking forward to it i will be honest um, yeah me too it's a uh, I mean, I should crazy ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, that's just like that. I'm not really bothered to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just, just for those who are listening to this, no, I was actually nodding in agreement. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> just to clarify, so one of, one of the big questions I think is always brought up when it comes to community management is how yeah. you deal. So for anybody who spent any time on Twitter or Reddit or any other social media platform when it comes to the topic of games, you get some people who are comparable to that of a child having a tantrum, um, kicking and screaming and snot everywhere. Do you, do you uh, as, as a community manager, so how can I put this? As, as somebody who streams on Twitch, like uh, as myself, to deal yeah. with these people, you simply ridicule them and then kick them because <laughs> nobody reacts better then when they're having a childlike tantrum to being absolutely ripped the piss out of and then they're removed from the group before they can respond. But obviously as a community manager, you have to go about it with a little bit more finesse and perhaps a little bit more right, yeah. of uh, a... Of, uh, um, more of a gentle push than yeah, a kick, right? Yeah, more of a... <laughs> like, 
a Maybe pleasant not. way Maybe of not. doing about it, or at least yeah. for the most part, you you have to be a, a pleasant way of about doing it unless maybe you're like i don't know devolver digital where you can probably get away with being a cunt <laughs> just so, get away with being, just get away with being an absolute or, uh, yes. or no. new blood where the ceo does the stuff and gives fake text support <laughs> to people <laughs> that's a thing that's yeah, very I much a thing seen that. that's very much a factual sentence that you just said um to, i mean to be honest with you it's a really really great question thanks for the curveball um but to be honest with you i think i guess the th- the main thing to do is is the remember that you know, we are also players. We are also players of video games, and we have been stung in the past by, you know, other dev teams. Of course, we all have. So yeah. you know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, sort of understanding where they're coming from. And, you know, you understand and you appreciate that. And the best thing to do, to be honest, is just to kill it with kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, it's a tactic that I uh, had to do before in in, in customer service in retail. Yeah, and it's basically the same tactic that I've adopted here. You know, you could, it's very easy just to say, <laughs> well, you know, go fuck yourself. But, you know, I wouldn't be in a job if I was to go around doing that. It's and, much have you, ever, have you ever typed out a message that says go fuck yourself and then deleted it? Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Uh, no. I think, uh, I think everybody who's no, wrote that email to course. their boss just called them an absolute <laughs> cunt. Just, and then be like, just the finger hovering over enter. Oh, just yeah. the finger hovering One over enter, you know. Just constantly, Greg is typing. Greg is typing. Greg is typing. <laughs> and then it comes back just saying, "Okay." <laughs> Took him all that time to write "Okay." Does he know where the K is? Ah, oh, dude. Um, the amount of times yeah. I've no, done that in jobs uh... I've worked in. <laughs> no, but like I say, you, you've got to, like I say, in all seriousness, you just you got to think as yourself as a player. You know, I've been stung by by dev teams, and I understand the frustrations. Yeah. So you know, you you accept that as part of it. You know, they're not personally attacking you. You just have to remember that they're not attacking you personally. They're just airing their frustration to anyone that will listen. Mm-hmm. And you know, you kill him with kindness. You might get a downvote. Okay, no worries. It's water off my back. Move on to the next one. Because I'll t- I'll be honest with you. For every one ass you get like that you get about four or five guys who are like hyped and excited for the game that you're That's working cool. on and that makes up for it you know in a snap of a finger so it's it, you know it, it it doesn't really i don't really mind it you just you've just got to remember it's really important not to take it personally yeah i just have a really good support of a team behind you so that's that, that's think it, really important. it definitely takes a certain a certain person to be able to go like oh this person has just been slagging off something i'm really passionate for but do you yeah. know what? I'm going to be like, look, I get where you're coming from, my guy. Chill out. Yeah. We're getting it sorted, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. And I think it definitely takes uh, someone with, with quite thick skin to, to do that and with mm-hmm. uh, an understanding of how to approach people. Uh, you could definitely yeah. tell that you're in retail management. Let me put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put it that way. Yeah, you're, no, you, have, you, you are right. You, it's absolutely is the, is the way. And to be fair, most of the times it's in Reddit. So yeah. it, that's tends to be the platform where you find them more than anything. Um, Reddit, then probably followed by YouTube comments. YouTube comments are a special place that we oh, all appreciate. Yes, I used um, to find Reddit really scary. The circles then... of hell, innit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But again, again, like I say, for every one that you get, you just go, oh, okay. And then yeah. you should move on, because like you've got three or four of the ones with people who have either got genuine questions, or have actually got, you know, I, you actually fully see more constructive feedback these days than you do actual people just being dicks for the sake of being dicks okay and it's such it like i swear before i did this job i swear i never used to see any of that but now it's amazing i think maybe i don't know is the internet growing up has has the internet moved out of the moved out the teen years are we now adolescent you know no 
Bear, bear in yeah. mind, like a couple of years ago, people went crazy for a chick's bathwater. The internet is not growing up <laughs> at all. If anything, the internet is just getting hotter and more debased. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, the chick. Yeah, chicks only have farts in the jar until she had to go to the hospital for farting too much. Fucking, yeah. you could not write this shit. Uh, Maybe I, I was I, wrong about the internet, but no, it's it it, it, it is true. Maybe gamers like, you see a lot up. of great constructive comments, and it, and some of it is like more like because obviously for us we're still we're just in the release we're not even we're pre alpha pre alpha so, yeah. You know, a lot, a lot of it is just like, oh, is this in it? Is that in it? What yep. could, could you maybe add this into it rather than people just going, yeah, look, shit. You know, you, 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 you're going to get that as well. Yeah. yeah. You just go, okay, cool. Don't buy it then. Like, Why are you right. wasting your time commenting? See you later. Clearly, you're having a, a, a long day at work. Um, so, listen, have you got <laughs> any questions you would like to, to fire off at Greg? Uh, yeah, I have like one question that I was like, I'm, I'm kind of like, generally curious about this but you know it's a good chance to ask it do you would you like handle a game going into early access would you take like the feedback differently than if it was full release because obviously in early access you know there's an expectation from players that there's going to be like a collaborative work like whether or not that's the case so do you deal with like do you approach them differently than or would you approach it differently if it was early access or a full-on 1.0 release that's a really, really great question. I'll try and give it an answer that's that's uh, that's worthy of the question. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, no, you you wouldn't deal with any. If there's if there's a problem in your game with a bug, it doesn't matter if it's early yeah. access or it's full release. There's an issue in your game, and you need to fix it. Um, but I guess the difference is that a lot of people who buy into early access, they're kind of expecting for it to not to be 100 percent perfect 10 out of 10 game. Mm. The people themselves are a bit more lenient, but as a team, as as um you know as developers. We would treat any issues within our game uh, the same way, whether it be full release uh, or or early access, because okay. it's, it's it's issue there are issues that you need to wind out. So, okay, uh, I don't think we we would never sort of treat it. There would be no differentiation from our side, maybe from the player's side, like I say, but not from us. Okay, interesting. Because it's you know, like I say, you know, players do a lot of them understand that going into. I mean, a great example would be Subnautica, there being fire on the fucking water during early access at times. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a lot of that in the early stages of their early access. I'm also, yeah. I was also thinking about when Darkest Dungeon came out and they're like, That's big, a like heart game. attack and corpse thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember that backlash coming out when they introduced corpses and heart attacks as like potential <laughs> things in the potential game. Things to worry about mechanics. Everyone yeah. was like, I hate this, and they were like, "I paid money, and you've changed the game too much, and all this stuff." Like yeah. that was a crazy reaction, and that's what it's I was kind weird, of thinking. Man. Like, if you're worried about people, maybe you know, thinking that they have more of a right. Yeah. Well, to, I mean, to, I mean, to be honest, I mean, like I say, I'm still very early in my video game career. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So it's it's hard for me to judge uh, from our perspective, really, uh, if that's the case. And you know, there are things that will change during early access. You know, we we like to think that they will be positive change that people would, would want, and that's why we try and be open and honest during our communication as possible, just so people can yeah. know what our plans are, what we expect. And you know, there will be a roadmap. We will be showing people this is the plan. This is when we're looking to release it. This is when early, you know, this is when uh, cooperative. Is going to be added. This is where we're going to be looking to add the story elements, etc. You know, blah blah blah. 
So we'd like to think there's not going to be anything introduced. And if we change a switchable mechanic, like I know the way you control the airship, for example, I'm not saying that's going to be the case, but say yeah. if we did change it to an early access, mm. you know, that's again what the feedback is, and we deal with that in the same way as we would deal with like you know, like a bug couldn't be uh, being being present in the game. Oh, that's you know? fair. Do you, do we you take, find you know, yourself? We take all feedback. Do you ever find yourself on like threads or comments, etc., when someone's like going off on one about like a, a specific thing they would like to see changed and you're like ah oh, i want to tell you that we are changing that but i can't tell you that so i'm just gonna be like i'll take it on board well to be honest uh so far uh in my experience whenever somebody has asked that um it's usually been about it's, it's usually people asking that you know can we have have you know during the base building for example can we have beds can we have like uh bars can we have like desks and stuff and yeah. a, a lot of times it's like yes yes yeah. That, that stuff's going in that's easy because we've obviously already released all that information yeah uh, but to be honest there there, there has been a, maybe one ish one thing that somebody's brought up and i've just gone thanks yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. thanks for letting me know yeah uh, i wish i could tell you but unfortunately it's still too early boys so well i i for uh, one I'm, I'm very excited about it is there anything before before we uh close close for the uh for for this episode is there anything that you would like to add regarding forever skies or or any advice you'd like to give folks who who are looking to get into community management etc any advice to give people who want to get into community management or yeah. just games just games in general games in general or whatever advice you want to hand out or any info about forever skies or anything like that sure uh okay if you if 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 Korean games is something that you really want to get into, then the best advice I can probably give you is, uh, you know, join a big community. So if you want to start, maybe for example, doing uh, content creation, you know, if you want to start creating videos or start streaming, the best way to start doing that is to join a community that lets you say, oh, hey guys, by the way, I've started streaming. So you created yourself a group of friends online. Instantly, you've got yourself an audience. Yeah, yeah. And that's how you start. That's how you can start it. That's a great place to start. Is just create stuff, even if it gets zero views. Just keep creating videos, keep creating content, keep streaming, because you never know when something can easily take off. Sometimes it is the look of a draw. Sometimes it is like winning the lottery. But at least you, if you've got that uh, portfolio of work that's out there and on the net, then that only ever helps you. And like I say, just keep on applying because people think, oh, it has to be, you know has to be, uh, you know, they're asking for experience, this many years experience, that many years experience. It doesn't ever stop you from at least trying to get an interview because having interview experience in this industry is absolutely vital. Okay. Like, you know, it's it's such a big help actually having experience just speaking to somebody, speaking to a game dev, finding out, you know, try and get sort of feedback from them what what works. And, you know, eventually it, it will, eventually it will click for you. Um, so, yeah, they're my... That, that they're my pieces of advice i guess awesome um, well thank you very much for getting to the industry and as for forever skies uh is available to wishlist now on steam so just search for it on steam on steam on the store find it give us a wishlist give us a follow join our discord if you feel like it the links are all there uh, and i'll be there to say hey and so will the rest of the guys here awesome and if people want to find you is there anywhere else in the internet webs that they can find you yeah, sure. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if you, for people listening, the Twitter handle is uh, at Greg, Greg J underscore Cummings one. Feel free to give me a follow if you like really weird hot takes around around, <laughs> uh, around uh, video games and wrestling. Then do that. Why not? Awesome. Uh, Final thing: you Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Yeah, just if you if you were going to be like this guy, <sighs> who would you pick? All time is probably have to be. It sounds a bit so cliche, but it'd probably be The Rock of all time. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good shout. I like The Rock. He was the, he was uh, he was my uh, he was my boyhood hero. I guess if I was going to uh, look at some more 
current, for those listening who know, I'd probably say Finn Balor. Never heard of him. I was always into Rey Mysterio, uh, and that's only because he was a short guy flying around the ring, and I always thought that was cool as fuck. He's still going. I thought I thought he like broke his knee, but I know he got back into it. I think his his son is doing it yeah. now. Yeah, his son with words comments. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know oh, if it's actually his son or not. It is actually his son. Oh no shit! Uh, it is actually Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, that's fucking cool. <laughs> um, I feel like I, wrestling son. was always something that I was like, that's kind of fucking cool, but I never quite got into. Um, but it's, as go on, sorry. If you, it's, if, I think like sort of in a way for many, like video games and wrestling kind of goes hand in hand. I yeah. Say. For, video, for, for many, because it is very, it's very video gamey itself. Yes. Oh, hundred percent. Video games, wrestling, and metal music, and that generally tends to be the, uh, the, the that's, the, that's the trio. The, the trio, uh, yeah. The triage, you know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, <laughs> Lister, any final words, mate? From me? Oh, oh, sorry. from this. From sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just want to say thanks to Carl Craig. It's been fantastic. Yeah, it's been Here awesome. Thank you awesome. Things and yeah, it really has. It's you been, are thank you. our first pleasure. industry guest. So thank you so so much for for accepting our invite to come along and hang out. Absolutely, it's been an absolute pleasure. I enjoyed it, guys. So thank you very yeah, much definitely. for the invite. I would absolutely love to invite you back at some point if you would uh, be interested. Oh, I'll be up for that. Hell Whatever you want to talk, yes. to, if you ever want to talk Dark Souls or Survival Horror, like I'll be here. Oh yes, yeah. I think basically did, we basically did that today. So we'll yeah, jump around too. Maybe maybe we'll, do, maybe we'll do an Elden Ring special at some point, and we'll get you on for that, and we have a chat about it. Um, Lister, if people want to hang out with you when we're not podcasting, where can they find you? Uh, you find me on Twitch, Twitter, Mister Lister Blister, at both places. Awesome. And if you want to hang out with me, uh, if you want to hang out with me when I'm not live or oh, podcasting, sorry, you can find me over on Twitch and Twitter at Twisty Shape. It's pretty fucking simple. Anyway, that's it from us. Thank you so much, uh, Greg, for being here. Thank you so much to every listening out there. Just thank you for being you. And as always, please make sure to be awesome to each other. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So um, yeah, fuck off. See you later. <laughs>